0: Macy's one-day sale starts tomorrow with great deals of the day to get prepped for the spring season. Like 40% off wardrobe refreshes from Style Co. And 40% off the perfect bags and wallets to complete your look. Plus get 50 to 60% off kitchen and dining essentials from Hotel Collection, Oak, The Cellar, and more. Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. I don't know what I'm doing, I can't do this
1: shit. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of the show. Kyle,
0: welcome. Let's get tropical. Week one is in the books. The Draft Dudes had a good week picking against the spread in college. The Draft Dudes went 12-4 and four because of a tie. Could have been 13-3. Picking NFL games for week one. Life is good, Joe. The Dolphins are one step closer to having the first and second overall picks in the 2020 <laughs> NFL draft, yeah. courtesy of Bill O'Brien, giving away wins like their first-round picks.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Woo! Bad coaching last night at the end there, Joe. We talked about that in the pre-show, but bad coaching.
1: Show was. Fun game, man. That got the juices flowing, man.
0: That was that was the first game for me for an NFL game that was like, welcome back. You know, like that was like, oh, how did Deshaun Watson win the full length of the field with no timeouts? Yeah.
1: In two plays, 75 yards, two throws, 13 seconds.
0: Down 27 to 21. With 50 seconds left in the game. Left too much time for Drew Brees, though. Incredible. And he was sacked like six times. Yeah. Fun fact for you, Joe. Laramie Tunsil gave up more sacks last year than first round picks that were traded for. Oh, wow. Wow. I I could do this all day. Yeah. Let's not, though. Let's Uh, do takes. What do you think?
1: Uh, Let's. I feel like the first two minutes of every show is going to be some type of Dolphins thing here, isn't it?
0: Well, You've, you've resided to not talking about the bills.
1: It's not good. It's not productive or healthy to have discussions about the bills that people can, people can hear me, me talk me. about the bills on locked on bills. Yeah. With me.
0: Yeah. So you're calling me selfish is what you're doing. I didn't say that. You, you kind of did, but it's okay. Just it's avoiding okay. bills discussion. I'm, I'm going to be unselfish and give you the first take of the day. Okay. We're going to buck that narrative right up front here. How's that? All right. All right take from Wait, me. I want the second one. You're not getting the second one. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> All right, you be the selfish one. Go ahead and give me the yeah, first Yeah, I need, I
1: need to be able to defend my honor in the second one. Nathan Doe says, the Falcons should have drafted defensive line over offensive line in the first round. I'm thinking Brian Burns.
0: Well, when you consider the fact that they could have gotten Brian Burns, and then got, got Dalton Reisner if they wanted to trade back into the the back end of the first round and still got an offensive guard. Poor one out for Chris Lindstrom by the way, Joe.
1: Yeah, was it going to be six to eight weeks or is it yeah, long He's
0: got a foot fracture or something yeah. like that. So yeah. it sucks. That stuff always comes back to I hate I hate foot injuries, man. Well, it's like who just had the foot? Was it Derwin's Dur- foot in- issue? Was a complication of a surgery that he had, wasn't it? Uh, I think so.
1: Tyler Croft, Sammy Watkins. Uh, LaVisca Chanel, just Julio Jones. That that's now Julio Jones is the, is the guy you look to he as a, that someone should. who's been able to deal with it.
0: Yeah. But now I guess the good news too, is this is a, a big guy playing in the trenches. So like the cutting and, uh, the high stress on that foot, you're not running routes on that, at least if you're Chris Lindstrom. Right. But, um, in high, with hindsight being 2020, 20, 20, I can get on board with saying, yeah, let's take Brian Burns at, you know, with that first pick. And then if we still want to move up and get an offensive lineman, Dalton Reisner right there at the end of the first round. You could trade up and get him. If you still covet Caleb McGarry, you could draft a Caleb McGarry. You could have got you on Taylor. So like you had endless options. If you wanted to prioritize the offensive guard position, there was a guard for them to take at the end of the first round. If they wanted to bump uh, Lindstrom off the board and draft uh, Brian Burns instead, I can buy that.
1: Lindstrom's one of those players that I, we didn't blink when he was drafted. Uh, what was it? Number 14 overall. But he's one of those players that you also think to yourself, if the Falcons didn't draft him, where was he gonna go? Where does he go? You, you right, know
0: because Minnesota loved Bradbury, so he right. wasn't gonna go there. Right. Maybe gonna, Houston, since Houston drafted an offensive guard with their first pick.
1: Yeah.
0: Just spitball. Take from Jeremy. Flip-flop Marino. Here we go. That's what he called me. <laughs> it's Jeremy, like, we have
1: good interactions on, on Twitter all the time, and Jeremy's going to call me flip-flop Marino. It's because
0: you're wrong here. Okay. Do Just he, admit you're wrong. Read the take, and I'll respond. At all takes exposed, <laughs> flip-flop Marino. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Lynn is an elite coach in the run game, and Melvin Gordon's only decent play came after Lynn arrived. Joe, you had the Marino Minute this week, and you said Melvin Gordon's strategy to sit is blowing up because Austin Eckler is playing great in his place. Explain to me how he's a borderline elite running back on top of defending yourself from flip-flop Marino.
1: (laughs) So listen, first of all, that video was dealing with the context of his contract situation and how him being on the sideline is not helping The Giants or the Chargers are 5 0 without him in the lineup since 2018, 8 4 with him. Austin Eckler is doing a great job in his absence. And him holding out is making it very easy for LA to move on. None of that has to do with the quality of player that Melvin Gordon is. To me, he's still a borderline elite running back in the NFL. But to me, it's two different conversations his contract situation and then his skill set and what that means for contract implications of what you should pay him or should you pay him or not so i think they're you know i i still maintain that i think he's one of the best running backs in the game but also that la he's sabotaging himself by not being there and he's getting fined for not coming and playing and showing up and he's also forfeiting salary i mean he's mismanaged the situation he's still he's still one of the most you know best running backs in
0: the game borderline
1: elite I'm not flopping. And, his only,
0: and his only decent play coming after Lynn arrived.
1: When I said that, when I made the comments that I did, and, and this is 100% true, I said last season he was an elite running back. And I said previously, and the reason I didn't put him in an elite tier for overall was because I did take into effect all of the years before. Besides that, when I talked about that, I said 2018 he was an elite back and I considered the entire sample size and put him in the tier below. I feel like I've navigated this situation just fine. Okay. Yeah. Respect
0: right. for for dying on that hill, brother.
1: I'm not dying on a hill. I just explained myself very reasonably. People are after me this year, man. It's weird, oh, right? Man. Like I I've been pretty like
0: benign for like years. And now you have some strong takes and then now they're wailing <laughs> away. It's Welcome weird. to my world. Welcome it's, to my world on Twitter, Joe. Yeah, but
1: I just I look, I don't I can I can handle it in stride. I'm fine.
0: You I just know why I am the way I am.
1: It's not because of Twitter.
0: Because I get the I get tweets like the one that I j- literally just got on my phone right now. Tua Viola is Seneca Wallace.
1: You just gotta move on. You just gotta like move. You, you don't can't be dumb. Please don't be
0: dumb. Kyle, we'll we'll deal with this off air.
1: All right, the sports nut. Uh, After seeing a sloppy week one by guys across the league, as much as I hate to say it, week one proved how important it is for starters to get reps in preseason compared to holding them out.
0: Agreed, which is why we need two preseason games You start the starters for the first half in both those games, and that is it. Period. Yep. I don't think there's any question. I mean, like – you saw tackling won't come around until what week three? <laughs> yeah, teams are going to miss tackles left and right just because they're not used to tackling because you're not allowed to hit anymore in practice half the time, and like it's it's a difficult situation to navigate. But I do agree completely. Sitting guys in the like, how Joe? There's a there's a Panthers fan in your household, right? I think so. Yeah. How many L.A. Rams did you see bounce off Christian McCaffrey this past weekend? One pretty. pretty. McCaffrey's a good back, but it's... I understand, get... but, gee, I mean, they're getting, like, head-on body shots and just bouncing off. Wrap up, folks. Bull Bitler. Ashton Davis will climb up draft boards by putting together an impressive season and an amazing combine and will widely be considered the best true deep safety in 2020. I
1: don't I don't hate this at all. I, I like Ashton Davis, safety out of Cal, uh, came into his football career kind of as a track guy, but I think he's really blossomed as a football player. I studied his 2018 tape pretty extensively, and you see a lot of range and athleticism. You see a lot of physicality. I mean, the guy that really blends both of those things and the ball skills are there and I don't know what's not to like about him. I think maybe getting some of the processing stuff down will be important, but if you draft players based on what they can become, I think the ceiling for Ashton Davis is, is really, really high. I think people need to get a little bit more familiar with that Cal safety out there.
0: Yeah, sure shut down that Washington passing game last weekend.
1: <sighs> you
0: hate to see it. Yeah, I do. You don't, but <laughs> please continue
1: uh do you want to talk about that okay yeah let's continue all right freddie kitchens will continue to struggle in his first year calling plays leading to an underwhelming browns record the browns will then go out and sign lincoln riley to a monster contract in the offseason hashtag takes on stakes hashtag joe still hates the browns
0: it's a good thing you're not getting this take because you'd take a dump all over him huh
1: i mean i think i did yesterday if you if anyone wants to uh, get my dump uh go back to yesterday's show
0: i'll pass on getting your dump. You're already but there. there. We'll you are there. Continue. Uh, I like this tape. I wish this happens. Um uh, Lincoln, man, his quarterbacks are just turnkey. It's incredible. Yeah. Yep. And that's not to take away from Jalen Hurts. That's not to take away from Baker Mayfield. That's not to take away from Kyler Murray. Obviously, they're getting talented guys to be the trigger man in that offense, but like they, they just don't skip a beat. It's amazing. And uh, it's not just like, oh, well, they're playing scrubs. Like, has Oklahoma played good opposition to this point in the season? No, not on a national scale. They have not. But there's so many options built into the offense that I really think the NFL is ready for play callers like this. I think they're much more progressive now than what they were 10 years ago even. And Lincoln Riley, when he leaves – is going to get, I don't want to say John Gruden money, but he'll be closer to John Gruden money than he will be any other college coach in recent memory that's been hired to go from college to pro without any pro coaching experience.
1: My biggest question mark with this whole thing has always been, if he was ever going to do it, why didn't he do it this year? Like, Why wouldn't it have been going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns with baker mayfield they're going to be the head coach of the arizona cardinals with kyler murray like that brings some doubt into my mind that he's not an oklahoma guy through and through
0: maybe he just wants to win a national championship
1: i mean mean, that's probably a very that's a very compelling counterpoint
0: and listen there are guys that are college guys right nick 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 saban's a college guy too yeah, Might be the greatest head coach of this generation. Regardless, I mean, that, that thrown Belichick in there. Those two guys are 1A and 1B. You could take your pick. I wouldn't argue with you either way. But Nick Saban tried to coach at the pro level. How'd it go? And, and his system did not fly with pro players. Because Nick's got a very deliberate way of doing everything, and grown men don't don't necessarily <laughs> respond to it. I don't think Lincoln Riley's that kind of guy.
1: No, I don't either. I don't.
0: So I think he has a very great chance to have success at the NFL level. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily put him in the box of being a college lifer yet, but I think he still has unfinished business at Oklahoma that he wants to take care of before he moves on.
1: And I feel like less and less we're getting – and I know that it can change, but we're not seeing a whole lot of guys going from college to pros. As much. I mean, and I don't really know that I have a ton of great examples of it working, right? Like Bobby Petrino, Chip Kelly. Those are like the last two examples we're learning about Cliff Kingsbury now.
0: Yeah, the pipeline is much more offensive coordinators now. That's where you will find the next head Coach. Right. Uh, Take from David. No, I need this one.
1: You want RJ Scorpion?
0: Oh yeah, I did skip it. Yeah, sorry. RJ Scorpion. The commission blocked the Patriots from signing Antonio Brown like the the Terrell Owens trade all those years ago. Takes on takes.
1: Do you remember that trade for TO? Like why that got nixed?
0: Who was he going to? Baltimore. That's right.
1: Like I wish I knew and why. Then he,
0: and then he ended. And then he ended up in Philly.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know why that got vetoed. I feel like I need to know right now.
0: Why don't why don't you have your producer look it up?
1: All right, is that me or you? Are you my producer?
0: I am not your producer. All right. Well, why don't you I'm talk about manager. the
1: AB Dynamics while I try to figure this out?
0: Um let's see. Antonio Brown going to the Patriots. I have a conspiracy theory. I buy in with what Jerry Rice buys into, by the way. That this this is what he wanted all along. A lot of conveniences that have fallen into place. Uh, the Patriots, when they signed Ab, Joe, I don't even know if you saw this. Did you see that he got a, a second-year uh, club option?
1: Yeah, for yeah, twenty million guaranteed. Twenty
0: million completely guaranteed. So, how much money was he supposed to get guaranteed from the Raiders in three years? Thirty. And now he's going to get thirty-two fully guaranteed in two years from the New England Patriots. Right, so plus. financially it works out for AB, unless they shoot it down. But this felt like it's where he wanted it to be. I mean, he's actively celebrating getting cut, and within hours is signed in New England and has several jersey swaps ready to fire out on Instagram and, and graphics of him in, in Patriots garb and. Um. So financially, it works out for AB. The Patriots were connected back in March because they wanted to trade for Antonio Brown, and the Steelers said, hell no, we're not going to let that happen. He gets traded to Oakland. I read somewhere yesterday, Joe, that Antonio Brown never spent three days of activities, three consecutive days of, of activities with the team. He never made three consecutive days. From voluntary workouts to mandatory OTAs, to minicamp, to training camp, to preseason, to practice. Not once that entire way did he last three consecutive days and show up for work, which is crazy in its own right.
1: Do we not give the Steelers enough credit for like making this somewhat oh, possible for nine years, man?
0: Yeah, we. we there's, there's no question. We don't. All right, that's and the the narrative around. AB in Pittsburgh and leaving like that was all way wrong because Pittsburgh like the the Tom Mike Tomlin deserves a Nobel Prize prize I know I'm not the first person to say that but that's right. absolutely bad. right
1: it's pretty remarkable dude I've been looking up this Owen situation and it's not anything I think I can digest here in just a short period of time it has had something to do with Owens um nixing the deal and something some language in his contract about him becoming a free agent and how San Francisco didn't have the right to trade him and there was a grievance involved, an arbitrator was involved, and ultimately uh, everything got reversed. So I, I don't know that it was – it wasn't like the commissioner came in and said, we will not allow this.
0: Basketball does that. Right. Remember that trade that was –
1: it's Chris Paul trade to the Lakers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you that. Instead, since we can't give an accurate assessment to RJ Scorpion for this take, Yeah. do you think the league should step
1: in? Why would I? I mean – unless there's irrefutable evidence that there was like collusion being done to make this happen, then I don't know that you can go after this. I mean, even if AB did it on his, his own, if, if everything that he did that we know of led to his release so that he can sign with the Patriots, is there something illegal about that? Like, is there something that's it's maybe unethical? But, I mean, any player could do that, I guess.
0: Right. I guess I guess where they as you said, well, the only way that you could flag this is if through an investigation, which Lord knows Boston would burn the whole country down if they investigated oh, they brother. something else. Right. Um, and it was found as though there there was communications back and forth that prompted some of the actions that, that led to his release because there was that desire to sign him in New England. Like that's the only way you could ever step in and, and have any disciplinary action, but it stinks.
1: Trevor Joseph, missed you last week, dude. He says the juvenescence of pass catchers will shine through as the end-of-year leading receiver for the five NFL teams will be a rookie. Baltimore, Hollywood, Brown, Detroit, T.J. Hogginson, D.K. Metcalf in Seattle, A.J. Brown in Tennessee, and Terry McLaurin in Washington. Of course, new vocabulary for Joe with the word being juvenescence. You know what it means?
0: Well, juvenile is young, so it's something about like the, the youth infusion. Yeah. It's, guess.
1: it's a noun. Uh the definition is the state or being of being young. The state or period of being young. What a great you word. What a great word.
0: This is fun. I want I want you to do this with me. Okay. I'm buying Hollywood Brown leaving leading the Ravens in reception or receiving yards. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Taking it.
0: TJ Hawkinson, I don't think I am. Sell so, Kenny Galladay. Yes, and and they got other talented guys that like Marvin Jones is still no challenge yep, yep, outside too. Yep, uh, Seattle DK Metcalf. I am selling this.
1: Lock it right.
0: Lock it. Yes, AJ Brown. I'm buying.
1: Really? Oh, that Slop. was the easiest sell for me. Delaney Walker. Slop. Corey Davis is not going to have zero catches every week.
0: I understand that, but both of these quarterbacks throw better to the middle of the field than they do on the boundary.
1: Adam Humphreys is in Tennessee. I I don't think so. Want to make this an official bet?
0: No. (laughs) I'm not not that well-versed on it. All right. Terry McLaurin, I'm also buying.
1: Who who else is going to catch passes in Washington? Uh, That's a
0: great Uh, question.
1: Jordan Reed. I'm sure he'll be reliable and available all the time.
0: Yeah, we got to reach out to Jordan and, uh, yeah. in the Slack channel and tell him to get healthy. And yeah,
1: uh, get you guys can do that on Twitter, at jreednfl. If you want to reach the Washington Redskins tight end, at jreednfl. It's R-E-I-D.
0: All right, give me a take.
1: David Bolin, what's up, dude, from Wales? He says 90% of Miami fans have not got the stomach for this season, even though most know it's got to be done.
0: This is 100% fact. You should have read my timeline on Sunday, Joe. I I mean, people are legitimately losing their minds. This is the same like Dolphins team that not too long ago lost to Baltimore 40 to nothing in 2017. Uh, This is the same Dolphins team that they played the the Titans recently and I think lost uh, like 45 to three. What's an extra three touchdowns, guys, when you know that we're tanking the season? This should not be a surprise. And the biggest thing, I I think this is a kind of, I'll be quick, I promise. I think one of the more compelling arguments for this direction for the franchise, Joe, is I want to ask you a genuine question as a fan of a team that's in the AFC East. Yeah. When is the last time the Miami Dolphins had a star player?
1: Um or like just game changer like oh my god we got to play that guy. When is yeah. I mean there was some I mean there's times where Cam Cam Wake got me real nervous.
0: Okay. When's the last time the Miami Dolphins had a star player on offense?
1: I Ricky Williams.
0: Like early 2000s Ricky Williams.
1: Oh, he ran all over the Bills.
0: Yeah, like the like before he retired Ricky Williams. I'm yeah. just confirming we're talking about the same like 03 yeah. Ricky Williams.
1: Oh yeah, no yes, the one from Texas, yes.
0: No, I understand that, but I'm saying not the one after he came back from like the, oh, pet yeah, yeah. the yeah, the original or version of Miami. Ricky
1: Williams. Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: yeah. The the original model, yeah. Ricky Williams. Yeah. Dude, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Nobody on the face of the planet cares about Miami Dolphins offense, and they have not for over a decade. You have to get a game-changing catalyst. And the only way you're going to do that, guess where Ricky Williams was picked, by the way? Top, top five? Top three pick. Yeah. Top five pick. They're going to pick in the top three. They're going to get one. Has to be done. So the ride's not going to stop. The players have all been cut and traded. You got two options. You can grin and bear it, or you can sit here and bitch every week. Mr. Thick Boy. Yeah. <laughs> LSU is going to beat Alabama when they play this year. Hashtag overreaction.
1: <laughs> I mean, that game sounded looking a lot funner than maybe we thought going into the year with this new look LSU offense. Obviously, they have a ton of talent on defense. I think Alabama's better. Uh, where's the game being played? I need We, we need to know that right now. Uh, LSU, Alabama, Alabama football schedule. Let's see here. Uh, this game is being played.
0: I feel at, like it's in Tuscaloosa. At right? a
1: stadium in
0: Tuscaloosa. Bryant-Denny.
1: Yeah, they're hosting. They're hosting them. Yeah, it's the home team win. Remember,
0: because last year they, there was the girl in the stands midway through the third quarter. They did like the sky campaign in the stands, and that girl was like me mugging the camera because they were down 21 and nothing.
1: <laughs> Dude, you remember everything. It's remarkable. They lost that game 29 to 0, huh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, no, Alabama at home. Dennis SK, he says good players on bad teams will fall in the NFL draft. Therefore, FSU prospects like Hamza, Nasser, Ladin, and Marvin Wilson will have an immediate impact on their new team despite being taken
0: outside the top 50. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. If that happens, you know who you cannot blame for it happening? Your boy, Kyle has Hamsa, Nasser, Ladine, and Marvin Wilson inside his top, mm, I think it's five or six at each position. Yeah. So they are good football players. And guess what? You're absolutely right, Dennis. They're on a terrible football team. Florida State needed overtime to beat who? Uh,
1: Louisiana Monroe.
0: And they needed a missed extra point to do it? Yeah, at mm-hmm. home, in Tallahassee. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um I think there is some depth on the offensive side of the ball in this class, uh, namely offensive line and wide receiver and early quarterbacks that can make a, a drop for these guys very realistic. Uh, so I'll buy this tape. But if they do drop, they're good football players, yeah. and, and we, y- you should know if you watch them play that they're good football
1: players. Counter, counterpoint, I had uh, Hamster going 32 in my mock draft on Monday, and Marvin, I, I think about this defensive tackle class, I don't think it's a great interior defensive line class. That could help Marvin Wilson get inside the top 50.
0: Right, as long as he shows out well and has some yeah. like, some lateral skills this yep. year. Uh, take from Jaron. Uh, Seahawks with a top-five coach, a top-five quarterback, a top-five defensive player, and a top-five home field advantage are being slept on the NFC.
1: I mean, what do we predict them to win, 10 games?
0: Yeah, we had them 10 and 6.
1: Before they had Clowney, right?
0: Before they had Clowney.
1: So, I mean, we I think we re- fully recognize – what Seattle has here. Team. They are. I, I mean I worry about them having a deep enough roster. You know, a lot of questions in the second secondary. Uh they need to get Jaron Reed back. You know, this the young skill players have to continue to evolve, right? I but I I mean if you're sleeping on them, what what does that mean? You thought they were like a seven or an eight win team? You're you're talking to two guys here that had about 10 wins before Clowney was part of the mix. So we we like Seattle. You have Russ Wilson, he walks in the door, you win 10 games. All right, Arista says, not my take, but my friend thinks. Is he asking for a friend? This is fun. Sounds
0: like he's asking for a friend.
1: (laughs) Asking for a friend. The Rams should have never let Goff – excuse me. The Rams should have let Goff walk because McVay is that good of a coach. He can exploit the rookie quarterback forever.
0: Jared Goff continues to be one of these public whipping boys. And I understand he didn't play great against Carolina. Carolina's a good football team, Joe. Mm -hmm. We had them close to 500. They got a lot of great pieces on their defensive line up front. They got some players in the secondary, more so at corner than at safety. I understand Jared Goff was handcuffed down the stretch last year and didn't play great, but I would argue some of the limitations that we saw from the L.A. Rams passing game down the stretch in 2018 was based more on the coaching, and McVay would tell you that anyway. Because he said he didn't build in the, he didn't prepare enough to go deep enough into what the Patriots could do. He looked at what the Patriots did in the past instead of the Patriots looking at, well, these were ways the team stopped the Rams. I think Jared Goff's a a great starting quarterback in the NFL. I would love to have him on my team. If you're in a constant pursuit of perfection, Yes, you will probably gloss over Jared, but I do not think you should let a quarterback like Jared Goff walk out of your door. Do you have any takes on that, real quick, before I give you the the next one? I
1: think if there's anybody that knows Jared Goff and Sean McVay the most, it's them, and they decided to pay him a ton of money to be their quarterback. If they believe that that would be true, they would have gladly, you know. Position themselves to draft some middling quarterback every year, uh, and rely on Sean McVeigh as as the uh, the catalyst for their success.
0: There you go. Another take from RJ Scorpion: The Patriots are a dynasty, but it doesn't hurt that they play in the worst division in the NFL. For sure. I mean, look,
1: Tom Brady's the goat. Bill Belichick is amazing, but I think a lot of the of the lack of success in the AFC East from the Patriots, or excuse me, from the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills has been a ton of pressure to compete with the Patriots, right? You always talk about your path to making the playoffs. It starts with winning your division, right? It's the easiest path to to making the playoffs. And so you have three franchises that are spinning their tires left and right to find the right coach, the right quarterback, to be able to compete with the, the Patriots. And it's, it's not possible, right? And That has led to so much turnover and inconsistency with those three franchises that it's weakened the division. And I think the the past 20 years of history for those three franchises would have looked very differently if they were in a different division. The Patriots have very much caused the rest of this division to be so bad because they've caused them to constantly change things and have no continuity ever and make weird decisions all the time.
0: Imagine being the Colts. When they realigned the divisions in two thousand two, lucky and bastards, getting out, lucky and bastards, getting out.
1: yeah. And you, you had a chance to be out of this, Kyle. That's Ralph Wilson's fault, right? He wanted the Bills and Dolphins rivalry to continue.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ralph. I
1: mean, what are the, what are the Dolphins doing in the division with the with uh, three teams from you know three like teams New York in and the northeast. yeah Northeast, right? What are we doing here,
0: South Florida? Let's put us in the South. Let, let us play Jacksonville, Atlanta, and, and somebody else. I don't care.
1: The Florida division, Bucks, Jags, Dolphins, and
0: Atlanta, or something like that. Makes sense to me.
1: Uh, Next one here, Grant Thompson. With the Packers' win and playing good defense last night, uh, referring to Thursday, they are the absolute favorites in the NFC North and the favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Well –
0: I don't know about favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, but they're absolutely the favorites in the NFC North right now because they won a huge divisional game on the road against arguably their primary competition. Vikings fans
1: are furious right now that you said that.
0: I said arguably Mm -hmm. their greatest competition because the team that they beat won 12 games last year and won the division. Vikings played great, but Kirk Cousins didn't have to do anything in that football game against the Atlanta Falcons. Kudos Because Dalvin Cook looked great, but I will also say this. uh, This upgraded interior offensive line for the Vikings didn't play as well as the rushing stats would have you you suggest. Is that a fair statement?
1: Uh, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I can look at the PFF grades and tell you that some things weren't very good.
0: So props to Minnesota for effectively handling the Falcons – But I need to see more before I'm ready to crown you guys and say you're in line with the Packers and Bears, which is exactly in line with where we thought they were when we did the preseason schedule pickups. Last take of the day from Jaron, Chubba Hubbard is RB1.
1: Let me tell you everything I know about Chubba Hubbard real quick, the Oklahoma State running back. That's it. That's all I know. Have you watched this guy?
0: Not enough to have a firm opinion.
1: I can tell you that. I mean, you you just have to really be impressive to believe, for me to believe you're better than DeAndre Swift or Travis Etienne or John Taylor or Anthony McFarlane. So, um, I'm looking at Ben Solak's scouting report right now, and uh, I don't I don't read I don't read RB one, but I need to check him out. Thanks for the tip there, Jaron. I'll do that
0: tip for you guys come back see us again tomorrow that's going to do it for us today on the draft dudes podcast at the Joe at grinding the tape with your hot takes for next week's show which we will do next Tuesday we'll see you guys again tomorrow for a little bit of water cooler right something fun shoot the breeze a little bit come back check us out see what we come up with Macy's one-day sale starts tomorrow with great deals of the day to get prepped for the spring season. Like 40% off wardrobe refreshes from Styling Co. And 40% off the perfect bags and wallets to complete your look. Plus get 50 to 60% off kitchen and dining essentials from Hotel Collection, Oak, The Cellar, and more. Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.